I'm Amanda, and this is Not Your Granny's Quilt Show. On today's episode, I have Christina Trogdon. She is the creative brain behind A Painted Life, or um, I guess you'd see it as Painta and Co. Um, it's the French spelling, feminine spelling of paint. She is working on designing her own fabric lines after receiving some no's from bigger companies or telling her there wasn't space for her designs. She decided to take a trek on her own and get her fabric made in her own way. So we talk a lot about that. We talk about kind of the grit it takes to be in the business world and and creative spaces at the same time. And it's just an overall great conversation. So I hope you guys enjoy Christina. I'm so excited to hear about what you've got going on, but before we talk about um, your current endeavors, I want to go back and talk about how you got into textiles and fabric and quilting and all that. Yeah. So uh, actually my background is fashion design and development. So that's really where I started um, my career about 10 years ago now, I actually have a kinesiology degree before that, was very unhappy and was like, I need to do something more creative. Somebody had asked me one day, you know, well, if you could do anything, what would you do? And I was like, you know, I really just want to make my own clothes. <laughs> so I ended up just pursuing a fashion degree, got that. So did a, a rushed degree, if you will. And then mm-hmm. my first job out of school was actually for a Western wear company. And if you have any familiarity with Western wear, it's literally 80, 90% men's woven printed shirts. <laughs> and that was really where I learned how to do prints was through a Western wear company. So we did a lot of paisleys and florals and geos, and uh, that was really what kickstarted it. And then I started working with other companies and they would pay other people to do the conversions or, um, to develop the prints. And I was like, well, why can't we just do it in-house? I was like, I know how to do it. And fast forward down the road, uh, one of my coworkers at the time started working for Craftsy and she came to me and was like, Hey, I remember that you really liked prints. It's a quilting company. We're selling fabric. Do you like, you might be a really great asset, you know, prints really, really well. And I was like, Yes. So <laughs> I um, applied for the job and it, it was just sort of like, it just like a key and a keyhole. It just fit perfectly. I yeah. felt like I had just found my niche and my very first collection was called Gloriana's Dream. And it was a very traditional Jacobian style French floral. So very, a lot of vintage prints that we had converted and then recolored. I created some and I remember sitting on the floor and I had had hundreds of printouts of all the possible print color options. (laughs) I remember sitting on the floor being like, what have I done? Like, this is crazy. (laughs) How do I put this all together? You're like, make them all. (laughs) Yeah. But it was like a little puzzle. And I was like, okay, how do I solve this? How do I crack Mm -hmm. this little Rubik's cube? And I just sat there for a couple hours, just kind of putting everything together. And that was when it really started to see like, oh, I understand why we need large, medium, small geos, you know, all these other elements. And it really started to come together. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And it just felt perfect. It was like, again, I had found my niche, the place that I feel like I was supposed to be and just 
sort of ran with it. And so I worked for Craftsy all the way until they closed the e-commerce business in 2020. And then I found another quilting company that I was working with and he wanted to develop fabric, ultimately veered away from it. So didn't continue on with him. And I said, you know, I've got to find a way to stay in this business because this is really my passion, my dream my bliss. It's like that place where, you know, where time just doesn't even exist. You can do it all day. It's the thing that gives you energy. It doesn't suck you dry, Mm -hmm. both on the computer and sewing. And I just, so that's how I fell into this venture really as an opportunity to say like, okay, no one will hire me. So I got to find my own way. Yeah. Wow. That's incredible. So you just kind of come from like the physical aspect of like the human body to like now you're doing surface design and yeah working with textiles that's so crazy and that's so cool though that like and I think you know I've probably said it on here a million times before but I'm such a hard advocate for people like if you're not happy with what you're doing then go find something else like our life is too short to be in like a miserable job or like not feel like you're, you've found the thing that makes you light up. And so if you can, if you have the means and the ability, then like, just try something new. I, you know, I'm same, same boat. I was a teacher and now I'm doing this and quilting full time. And it's like, I never in a million years thought that this would be what I was doing with my time. You know, you know, it's funny. I've been doing a lot of this soul searching. It's funny when you start to research business and just understand like, what does it take to be successful in business? Mm-hmm. And a lot of what they say is it's an internal job. Yeah. And one of the quotes, I don't even remember who said this. I think his name is Robert Brault, but he's like, you know, we don't achieve our goals, not because of obstacles, but because of clear paths to lesser goals. And so it's like, you have to just get clarity over what that is and then be yeah. committed to it. And that's, I think what this is, is the first thing in my life that I felt fully committed to even more, you know, I set out to be in fashion and I wanted to, you know, do clothes and apparel. And it's actually really funny. My portfolio had no prints. I hated prints in school. I was like, this is horrible. (laughs) And then of course, the thing you hate is the place where you just fall down the slide and you're like, oh, wow, I had no idea. But yeah, you just never know where opportunity is going to take you. And it just I can't believe how clear it is. Right. Like mm-hmm. I just have such clarity over this is like, again, my goal, my dream, my passion, Yeah, just fully committed to whatever it takes. Yeah. That's fantastic. And I love that you found that for yourself because a lot of people don't. And so, um, so yeah, I guess that, and that leads us into, you know, where you're at now and like, you know, you, you dabbled in surface design with other companies, but now you are working on your own and trying to, you know, make it on your own instead of working with a bigger company or, you know, like what has that process been like? Uh, um, a lot of no's. <laughs> um, the, I guess, honestly, I would have been perfectly content licensing to say Moda or Free Spirit or Marcus or um, Northcott, Wyndham, pick one. I would have been perfectly content. And I just kept getting a lot of like, we have too many florals. There's too many designers. We're not accepting new designers, you know, just just really saturated with the existing um, portfolio of designers that are out there. And there, you know, there's so many amazing 
creators out there that I can't even, you know, fault that. And it's a huge business, right? Mm -hmm. um, but what I realized as I just kept getting shot down with all these no's of like, you know, sorry, it's really pretty. We really like it. I love the colors. I love the palette. Got really great feedback from the creative directors. But ultimately, what they just said, you know, basically, we don't have room for you right now. And, mm -hmm. you know, I kind of took that again, in this like deep dive of like, what does it take to make a business happen? And one of the, another books that was recommended is this go for no. And mm. how many times can you be told no, 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 until you get to that? Yes. And I just sort of took this a little bit differently, but said like, you know, I'm getting told no, 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 no. Maybe this is a sign that I need to say yes to myself. And, mm. you know, cause the reality is I know how to develop products. Like I've been working in fashion and quilting. I have manufacturer relationships. Um, I have the capabilities of converting, creating, setting up all the digital art files, sending those to overseas vendors. I know how to make comments. I know what the strike off looks like. I know how to, you know, assess the quality, the prints, the colors. I have, you know, a color matching system that I can use at any point in time mm -hmm. to make sure that all the colors are coordinating and matching across to communicate to vendors. And I said, you know, I I don't need to license if I don't want to. I was like, you know, I just need folks who like my stuff, <laughs> you know? And I said, you know, okay, I think this is a sign. I just need to say yes to myself and realize that I got to push myself outside of my comfort zone and just, you know, do my art, do, do my creativity, and then just put it out there and see who responds to it. And if the opportunity comes up, I'll go create it and I'll go get it produced and I'll go get it developed. And I, think that was what really, you know, generated me doing this on my own outside of another company was again, just too many no's. And then realizing I don't necessarily need a big company to help back me. Um, because again, I think, a, and I could, everybody's probably different. Everybody has their own background, but a lot of what the big designer design companies offer, right. Is resources. Mm -hmm. They can do the development. They have the factory relationships. And I was like, wait, I already have those. Like mm -hmm. I, I can do this. And so, um, that was again, the encouragement I, you could say that I needed to just realize that I think what I need are quilters and I need community and just a really good group of people who want a different fabric, you know? And I think that was the other thing too, is I realized it is the same portfolio of designers. You go to a quilt shop, it's going to be the same, on any of the online retailers, you go to any local quilt shops, there's going to be crossover, even though it's, they're buying from different folks, mm -hmm. there's crossover. It's all the same portfolio of people. It's all Northcott Wyndham, you know, yeah. Robert Kaufman, like go down the line. Yeah. And I said, you know, I, there's gotta be room for innovation in this space. And so this is where I'm at. Like, let's see what the market says. Let's let the market guide me a little bit and say like, is this a need that you guys want? Do you want something different? And I obviously have my own favorite designers that I am a huge fan of and will always be a supporter of. I think, I think us quilters, right? We always fall down <laughs> the fabric rabbit hole of our favorites, no matter how mm -hmm. little or how much fabric we have, we're always going to get more. Yep. Yep. That's for sure. That's for sure. Yeah. That's cool. Well, your response to getting no's, I think is pretty rare. Cause I think a lot of people hear no and they hit a wall and they're like, I don't know what to do next. And so you taking that and taking a chance on yourself and saying, you know what, I, I don't need them. Like, and not to, you know, turn it as an arrogant spin, but like, I think sometimes we think we need outside sources 
for a lot of things that we can do ourselves. And I think it, it can feel scary. Like, I don't know anything. Well then go learn it, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I love that. I love that you turn that around for yourself and, and the quilting community is so big and so vast. And there are so many different tastes and likes and, you know, I think ultimately there is, there's room for more, you know, like you said, there's the, the typical portfolio out there of the designers that you see everywhere and they're great and they are out there for a reason, but it doesn't mean that there can't be more. And it doesn't mean that there can't be a new perspective or a different perspective on design. And I think, you know, it is important that as a quilt community, we come together and rally behind people who are trying to make little waves here and there to, to improve the industry and to make a path for more people to get into the process that they love in the whole thing. Cause not everybody loves every aspect of quilting or working with fabric. So, you know, just showing that you can, you can do this yourself. You know, you don't have to have one of these big companies tell you, yes, it would maybe give you some clout, I guess, but ultimately like people, if you know, what you're doing is genuine, people will see your hustle and the, the work you've done behind the scenes to, to bring your design to life. So I love that. Yeah. And it's funny you talk about like these areas where you need, feel like you need help. Right. And for me, like a big one with social media, I can't even tell you how much, how terrified I <laughs> I was a social media and I have a friend and I would sit and chat with her and I'm like, Rose, I can't do it. I just, I was like, I'm scared. I don't like it. I just, it scares me. And she's like, you know, she's like, you'd be amazed at some of the stuff that's out there and is doing well. She's like, you just, just do it and just try. And so I just started, like you said, just putting yourself out there. I really wanted to pay somebody to do it. <laughs> like I, was you do it. I was like, I don't want to be on social media. I don't, I don't like it. It scares me. It, the ridicule, the, um, you know, the fears around people's like, um, responses. Mm -hmm. And it's so funny. I don't know if you ever listened to Brene Brown, but she just cracks me up when she shares her story about doing her Ted talks and then reading the YouTube comments. And she's like, in the YouTube comments ensued. Yeah. And she was like, I thought in bed for three days. Yeah. And, but it it's true though, right? You just, that was what the fear was. And I said, you mm -hmm. know, I gotta just, you know what? It's okay. I don't need to pay somebody. I can learn it. I -hmm. just have to go be brave enough to face the fears and just go be bold and understand that not everybody's going to like it and it's okay. Right. It's yeah. not, you just got to be honest, authentic and do your own thing. And, um, yeah. And you can get through it. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it That's is scary. Really a thing, right. Yeah. Yeah. It is kind of scary. And like, that was one of my reservations when my husband was like, you should start a podcast. And I was like, and have my face all over the internet and my voice and like what I'm saying. And it was really nerve wracking for a while. Like it really took yeah. me mm -hmm. a long time to get settled in. And, but then I'm like, no, this is, it's not about me. It's about giving other people a platform to share their, you know, avenue of creativity. And, and if I'm making it about myself, then I'm not truly living up to what I, what I intended the podcast to be or what I wanted it to be. And so I think it's that same thing. If you present authentically and you are just genuine and true and people will, your people will find you. And, you know, in your instance, like that's super important to getting your fabric out there. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think 
there and there's always going to be some Debbie Downer who's like doesn't like your stuff but it's like at the end of the day is that one person going to put a whole like a halt to your life like if so then maybe you need to get some therapy but (laughs) you know some internal work to do yeah yeah again overcoming the fears I know I was shocked though too like I posted a little thing in a Facebook group and I was shocked at some of the negative responses that I got and I was like whoa this is not what I intended um basically just asking for requests like I was looking for folks to like share my fabric with essentially is what I was looking to take away and people were like we're not looking for labor sewers like this is the thing that causes labor strikes and I was like Oh my what? God, I'm so sorry. Like I had no idea that I had ensued a whole like social, like employment economic issue on this. Like I was literally looking for folks to share my fabric with. I wanted some nice photos of my fabric and projects. Cause I just, I'm a little overextended with, you know, I have a, a kind of a, a day job yeah. that I'm committed to. And I have a one-year-old son and he's oh baby. He's, Yeah. He's got energy to say the least and very strong opinion. So my timeframe for the sewing and uh, time for this is it's limited. So I was looking for resources. Yeah. Ultimately I came up with, I made some, met some amazing people, like really great. So I'm like, okay, you know what? Those 10 folks, they made up for the 50 that, right. So, but I was shocked that that was what the takeaway was. And it's one of the larger quilting groups. So I guess I can't be like horribly surprised that there's just such a huge range of, of folks who've had varying experiences and, you know, everybody mm-hmm. likes to have a voice and, um, yeah, I, guess I can't be surprised that that's some of the stuff that comes up, but yeah. Um, again, I ultimately though did come away with some really amazing people. And one woman, she flat out just called me on messenger and we had a really great conversation. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like I've made a new, like best quilty friend. And, you know, that was really special. So, you know, even like those, those one, that one person makes up for the, the masses that, you know, might not be your supporter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think that's ultimately the the takeaway from all of that is that like you can let that one or two or even 10 voices drag you down but like think about all of the other people who love you who want you to you know be successful who are supporting you in the ways that they can and who keep you know keep your name on their lips in the rooms of people that they want to hear about you and like those are the kind of people you want in your corner and yeah they might get some naysayers along the way but it's another thing like, okay, they don't like it, but I don't have to listen to them and I can keep, you know, is what they're saying true about what I'm, my intentions? No. Okay. Then it doesn't matter, you know? And I think that's, that can be a tricky thing too, about putting yourself out there, you know, your products or, you know, just your, your personality in general, just like expect some blowback, but also nine times out of 10, it's a them problem and not a you problem. And maybe they're seeing something about you or you're saying something about, you know, something that they don't like about themselves. And so they're mad at you for that when it's not your fault, you know? And And funny, back to the, it's an internal job as well. Like I found myself really having, when that happened, I was, I had to do a lot of reflection. Like, why am I so upset by this? Yeah social media, like, I don't know these folks. Mm-hmm. And so I had to really, again, take a step back and be like, okay, what's going on here? And like you said, I think I came away with like, okay, these folks obviously have had their own experiences. 
right. probably very little to do with me. Like they're mm-hmm. not committing any time to me, but yeah. they're obviously having their own stuff. And I mm-hmm. have to realize that like, okay, I get a little too attached to some of these like external validation things. And so I realized, you know what, I, you know, you got to come back to the internal thing and go back to yourself. Right. And say like, this is not, it, it's not for, um, the external validation, like we're creating to create something amazing, something new, something different, you know, Mm -hmm. creating is just for the sake of creating. And then in the hopes that we can share it and make it something special and big and unique and, and get it out to the world and hopefully make a life out of it It is, you know, just the next level of it. But ultimately it starts with like, it's just for us, right. It's just for our creation. And so I think I had to come back to that and say, you know what, this is for me and it's okay. Like they, again, obviously have probably had their own experiences and and I'm having mine right (laughs) I just got to keep focused on the fact that it's fabric and it's great and ultimately I think we all can rally around a great collection yeah for sure and yeah just acknowledging that we're all humans and yeah we all are coming from different walks and different perspectives on life and so I think that just can be said for everyone you know any interaction you're having with anybody no matter what it is, like be aware that you're not the only person in that exchange and like your life experience, we might have a lot of similarities because as humans, we just do, but there, the differences are, you know, our perceptions and there's nuance to it. And so just leaving space for that, for people to just like, man, I'm so sorry that you've had such a rough experience, but like, I'm here to tell you, I'm not attacking you. You know, it's like, yeah, finding finding the inner peace so deep that people can't rock it is real hard. <laughs> oh my goodness, the internal the internal peace. It's yeah, just, yeah, always again internal game more mm-hmm. than it is external. Like I think the external stuff is just a um, it's a reflection of what's going on inside. Yep, and for sure. It's yeah, so hard to work on the internal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's worth it though. Like I think I would never have been able to do this if I hadn't like just stopped everything and gone I need therapy yeah like, absolutely it's worth it <laughs> make the change and try mm-hmm. to take the feedback and just keep going forward yeah, yeah that's another one as well right take the feedback and you know grow where you can and um, use everything as an opportunity yeah yeah like don't take it personally like don't let it hurt your feelings and maybe it will for a minute but if you really take your ego out of it and step back from it and go, okay, what are they, what are they trying to tell me here? Mm -hmm. And again, if it's valid and you're like, wow, okay, I didn't even realize, or that has nothing to do with anything. It's just them like being able to take the space to step away from that situation or that aspect of like taking it so personally and letting it hurt you can mean the difference between yeah growing or staying stuck and I like I want to choose growth every time when I can and I think most of us do anyway all right so your collection is it just the one collection so far that you are I have a couple um one is called Rev and this is um this is the one that's probably the most quilter friendly it's what I would probably deem transitional so it's brighter, bolder colors, but it follows a more traditional methodology in the sense that you get your large, medium, small florals with a mix of geos, blenders, and um, other elements. Mm -hmm. So 
I would say that one, it's pretty bright. Um, so I am actually, I'm running everything right now through a crowdfunding site called I Fund Women because, um, well, I felt like, I felt like I needed a platform that wasn't just my website because I needed something that was, that sort of shared, this is a new venture. Like this is a test, this is a test place. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I had actually a client, uh, in fashion, she was doing something for women's wear in, um, fire resistant garments. Oh, okay. And she had a lot of success through iFundWomen and she shared with me her experience. And I said, oh, you know what? That's really great. And so I got some good feedback from her and they just offer a lot of really great resources for women who are trying to start small businesses. And so I said, you know, I think I'm going to start here. So I have my site and then, but right now, again, everything's being directed to this I fund women site mm-hmm. and Rev is the one that's probably that's on there the most. So I have, you know, fat quarters and half yard bundles, and then like a quilt kit that I um, am looking to, uh, write the pattern for and then have there and that one is again the first thing you'll see and then I have another collection that I'm calling irony is a new doubt let's just say it's a throwback to my 90s junior high (laughs) I love um, it yeah if anybody picks up on it please let me know because I 100% did I was like this feels (laughs) like I'm 12 and I freaking love it (laughs) I was like I swear me and my best friends we used to like did you ever watch the movie now and then yeah Oh my gosh. Yes. Those girls bicycling around their um their their little towns and like going and creating dramas in the in the cemeteries. And that was me and my best friends. We literally oh bicycled around my small town in California and we just zoomed around listening to No Doubt and Alanis Morissette and singing yes. as loud as we could. Uh, you we were so cool. And yes. Our, our little chokers and our peace signs and our, our yin and yang necklaces. Like yeah. We, we thought we were so cool. Oh my but gosh. That was really what inspired this collection. So, and I will also say too, this, this collection, um, it's actually this guy right here. Um, so it's this collection, Yeah. but it's, uh, it didn't start as a quilt collection, I think, which is what I find it most ironic. So I was doing a fashion portfolio. I was really trying, I was trying to get a job actually after Craftsy had closed. And so I was like, okay, I got to go build the portfolio. I got to start doing new stuff. Yeah. And I just, you know, naturally after having been in the business, prints just really speak to me. And so I pulled together a whole print collection that was again, designed mostly for apparel. And so the colors were a little bit different, a little more fashion, a little crazier, if you will. Mm -hmm. And then at some point it just sort of morphed. And I was like, wait a second, this would make a really cool quilt. And so I started, and then part of the trend analysis that you do for apparel, you, you look to anything that you can find. Right. And a lot of what translates is home decor. Mm. And so similarly like quilts, right. We, I would look to what's going on in the home space. So, you know, Chip and Joanna Gaines, love you so much. Thank you for all your inspiration. Love you. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, who else? Aaron and Ben, I tell mm. you, if I love her. She is like, I'm like, she's my jam. Yeah. Her colors and she's like with her artistry. I'm Mm -hmm. like, oh, Erin, here's a quilt. Put it in one of your houses. Yeah. Um, But she, uh, again, it just sort of morphed into this, like what's going on in home decor trends. And so I started looking a lot to uh, urban outfitters, free people and uh, anthropology 
which is crazy to me that they're all owned by the same people like it's the same company yeah I'm looking at all the same <laughs> the same people but a lot of that 90s stuff it was just it was so prevalent I was like whoa this would make a really cool cool collection I want this on my bed and I think that's really how it started to morph into this like I, I started to extract it outside of the clothes and I started to see like okay how do I make this a little more like home decor and that was how it sort of evolved and so I well originally Rev, the more quilty collection was, um, I was so passionate about that one. That one, I literally got out my paints, I painted, I stenciled. It was inspired by a trip to Morocco. It was very, like very personal and very quilt oriented. And so like, I love it. I'm so proud of it. And yet I just sort of fell down the rabbit hole of this guy. And now I'm like, it's so funky and I love it. So I, I'm going to say this is the one I'm most curious about because mm -hmm. it is really different. And I was, when I got my first little production run of it from the mill in Korea, I was so happy with it. And I just was like, okay, we're running with this guy. Yeah. But to circle back to your question of like, you know, the collections. So I have the, again, the real quilter rev collection. That's the one that you'll see the more, most options for right now. And then I have Rev in two different colorways. So I have this sort of blue, this baby blue, pink, black. And then I have the, um, like a purple, navy, yellow kind of colorway as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I just haven't gotten around to sewing <laughs> anything in this one yet. Cause it's, uh, yeah, again, my time is just even getting this bad boy done was a labor of love. Let me tell you, <laughs> yeah. you got your one-year-old screaming on your leg and he's crying and you're holding him trying to like, sew through the. <laughs> Or like this is fine <laughs> yeah or like he's got his little water cup and he just decides to dump it on the quilt and I'm like well at least it's water yeah you're like thankfully that will dry <laughs> yeah, like, I'm not doing anything else other than water well oh my gosh but yeah so yeah these are the two collections that I'm I'm really running as a test so again more traditional option for the more traditional quilt approach and then just something totally out of the box that I feel like is I, I'm trying to compare it to anybody that's out there and I just can't I I think yeah. there's little there's some elements of Anna Maria Horner with like the animal prints and stuff mm -hmm. like that but her colors are so bright and vibrant and it's a little darker yeah. and this one again reminds me of my junior high childhood just bicycling around on a nice sunny day eating ice cream yeah <laughs> no up. it's very nostalgic feeling and I think for those of us millennial quilters, like it's going to strike a chord. And so like, I'm super glad that I'm getting you on here so people can see it because literally the moment I saw it, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> oh, so great. I, you know, I, yeah, some people, again, I like, I just don't know how, I just didn't know. I'm like, you know what? I love it, but yeah. And actually Amanda, um, was somebody that I first shared this with, I had like a couple of these little swatches and I was like, Amanda, what do you think about this? Mm -hmm. I was like, is this something that people want? And she's like, you know, it's not very quilty. And she's like, it's very white. <laughs> However, she's like, there's gotta be, she's like, there's gotta be a place for it. She's like, there's a place for everything. And I was like, all right, I'm going to take your word for it. And so we just sort of took a chance on it. And yeah, again, I'm just so happy with how the actual project came out. I just, I'm like, ah, oh, I got to those some more projects because I think it just really brings it to life mm -hmm. and I've yeah. sent some some fabric out to some folks again this group that I put put it out there was like hey anybody want to sew and essentially they were like 
negative response, but again, group of really great folks came out of it. So I've sent some stuff to them and they've been so great in sharing back with me some stuff. So I'm hoping to see what'll come back in this particular collection. So I yeah. again, got some stuff out there in the, in the wild and hopefully it comes back and we get some good stuff. So. Yeah. That'll be so fun. And it's yeah. like, as you know, having tested patterns and worked kind of in that space a little bit, it is so fun to see different like people's different ideas. And so I'm sure, you know, using the same collection, even just different projects can really just showcase different aspects of the line and like, you know, other people's kind of perceptions of what it could be or mean for with different spaces or different intentions. And so I love that people were willing to help you out because I think, you know, I sure labor, whatever, but you're not asking for mass produced stuff. Mm -hmm. It's a one-off like, Hey, can you just help me get some different projects to post out there? And like, I think it ultimately helps the whole community. Yeah. It's just and I was like, here, you know, just take the fabric. And, you know, I was actually, to your point, I was so shocked at what people made with it. I, so I sent out Rev, which is, it's bright pink, blues, greens. And I, it was really designed for quilts in my Mm -hmm. head and everybody came back with bags. Everybody made bags with it. And I was like, oh, (laughs) wow, this is amazing. I think I got one quilt (laughs) and then another one made a pillow with it. Um, traditional quilt piecing, but it, I was shocked at the amount of bags and pouches that people wanted to make with it. And I was like, oh, that looks fabulous. Never where I would have gone with it, but it looks great. And I, so that was a fun surprise to see again, just people's vision for your stuff is so unique and special. And I, it, again, just part of the joy that comes back out of this is like, what are people's visions for this stuff? Cause mine are obviously my own, but ultimately at the end of the day, it's, it's the project, right? Like mm-hmm. I can stare at that bundle and ogle it all day long, like a good fabric junkie, but yeah. Um, but again, really ultimately you're buying it to make something, right? So the finished mm-hmm. project is really what is most meaningful. And again, just seeing people's creativity is just so inspiring. And again, it's like, I can't, I can't keep up with all the enthusiasm of like what people are making. And I just, again, so grateful for folks that all that we're willing to make some fun stuff and it, again, look amazing. Yeah. So unexpected. Yeah. That's awesome. And yeah, finding, finding those people, finding your, your community and your group is like so important in all of this too. So I'm super glad that they were willing to rally behind you and be like, heck yeah, I'll help you out and, you know, give you some really fun inspiration and help kind of guide your thinking. And as far as like, okay, what are people making? It's more of that trend analysis, right? Where like, what are people making with fabric right now? And I do see a lot of bags as well. And I think you know, obviously quilts are being made and it's great. And I think, I just think sometimes like, at least for me, my experience is like, I love quilting. I love making quilts. I do it every day, but I think sometimes that's like, I do this every day. Like I need to branch out. I want to try other things. And so still using my favorite fabrics, it's like, well, what can I make out of this? Like, Oh, this, I found, you know, the soup super easy tutorial to make a little zippy pouch. And so my mom and I were busting a bunch out, like kind of through the holidays and because we can make them easier, but we were still using our favorite fabrics and sharing them with people, like using them as gift bags. And yeah, that's great. I love that. Yeah. So it was like just a fun little side venture to like 
still using the fabric we love, still working with it, but just trying a different avenue of working with that fabric. And so I love that people came back with so many different projects for you, because I think that is kind of a trend is more of like, make your own clothing, make your own bags, make your own, you know, it's like people are getting more into that more DIY side of sewing and, and not just quilting, which is great because quilting is great, but like you can only do so much with 55 quilts. Yeah, exactly. I can attest to that. <laughs> quilts are, they're a commitment, right? You're, mm-hmm. they take so much time and energy and you can make a pouch. You can make even a bag. Can, you can do it in an afternoon versus yep. an entire quilt top. Like, I mean, I think I probably could have done this quilt in a day. It's decently easy. Like it, you know, some strip piecing and big, big blocks. Cause I realized I really love to look at the print. So the bigger the piecing and then makes the project go faster, but um, yeah. it's still a labor of love, right? Like you still have to like put in the time to like, sew the quilt top, like do the mm-hmm. sandwiching and all that stuff. And I, yeah. again, I think you could do a bag in a much shorter amount of time and even a skirt and dress I feel like you can actually make in a decent amount of time if um, you have experience with it yeah yeah so there's so many opportunities yeah that's it's really cool but and I I think too that just again you're creating something you're putting out you know fabric and that's your end of the design and then what people do with it just like makes it even more special. So just seeing like their creativity that was inspired by your creativity, yeah, it just makes the magic happen. And that's where the magic in this community is, is people just, they get like, we're all inspiring each other. It's like an inspiration spiral. <laughs> you know, and honestly, that is what I love about this community so much more than say fashion. Like when I kind of really found myself, I was like, these are just different kinds of customers. Like they're mm-hmm. so much more invested and that just, felt so much more meaningful than doing, you know, fashion that, you know, as much as I love a good active wear outfit, like, I don't know the creators of it. Like they're not connected to me in any way. Like I'm connected to the brand, but again, and it doesn't live forever. And it's another pair of leggings. Like, who, right. you know, you only go with so many, <laughs> but like the quilting community, they, they're invested and they're mm-hmm. sharing that they're, we're connected in a much more meaningful way. And again, it's very personal. And mm-hmm. so I, yeah, I just agree. Like how special is this group of like creators and makers and sewers that we can all like, I can contribute one element and then all these other folks are just inspiring their own creativity with what they see. And it's, and then and it circles back and I get to see it, which again, I never, anything that I design in the apparel world, I don't see a whole lot of the folks that are wearing it. I maybe a little bit here and there for like a certain group of ambassadors, we get some feedback from, but really it just goes out there into the wild and we never see our customers. Whereas like in the quilting community, again, because there's such a level of investment and commitment mm-hmm. to what you're making, creating that it, it's designed to be shared. And so they share, they tag, they are committed to being vocal and visual online with their projects. And it's just, again, so meaningful. And it just feels so much more special than, again, just designing another jacket or sweatshirt and just putting it out there and never knowing who's wearing it or what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, yeah, it does feel depersonalized in the, in the fashion. Cause you're like, I don't know who actually made this like I yeah the brand but like who was the person 
who sewed this pair of pants or who was the person who actually designed this print or, you know, it's like, you never know those things, but what, yeah, like you were saying with fabric, their name is right on the selvage. Yeah. You see exactly who designed that and where it came from. And you can tag them online and you can showcase mm -hmm. exactly what you're doing with their stuff. And like, I try my hardest to always tag the creators of anything, whether yeah. it's, you know, it's the pattern, it's the pantograph, it's the fabric, it's the, you know, a lot of times I'm, we're making, um, like memory quilts or like, mm -hmm. I just recently, I think it just posted this morning, but, um, I made a quilt of little rainbow blocks out of, um, the swaddle, like the daughter's swaddles. And so the mom just like wanted her to have a little quilt of all her favorite swaddles from when she was tiny. And so that got, you know, made. And so there's not always like, you know, a source fabric or whatever, but yeah, it's just fun to see like, and then those people who you, who you admire and get inspired by when they like your post about their stuff, yes. it's like, Oh my God. Oh my gosh, Victoria Friendly Wolf liked and commented on one of my posts from Instagram, from oh the Instagram Quilt Fest. And I was like, Victoria Friendly Wolf, she liked my post. It was really funny. It was actually my very first quilt. It was, I think that was the prompt, your first quilt. And yeah. I, it was this old fabric from like, you know, 20, 30 years ago. Yeah. She was like, you know, I think I used that same fabric. <laughs> <laughs> I was so astounded that she saw it liked it and commented and I was just so touched and again like you yeah. said it's so meaningful when the people were inspired by our seeing our stuff too yeah yeah, I, yeah. I fell out of my chair when I saw I know I think oh we we had done the um pretty birds by Elizabeth Hartman for a client mm -hmm. and we used speckle one of the speckle prints as the backing Love and of course I tagged Rashida because I'm like, this is her stuff and I'm obsessed and she liked it. And I was like, oh my God, I like screenshotted it, circled it and sent it to my besties. Cause they also built <laughs> and like, they were like, oh my God. Like we were just like jumping up and down, freaking out, like probably on the inside, but cause we were all at work, but, um, <laughs> but it's just like that, that just little bit of recognition that they saw it and they liked it. And even if they don't leave a comment, it's still, you saw like, you've inspired me so much and you saw it and liked it just that little bit is just I know it's external validation but at the same time it's like just a, that little kind of like cherry on the top of like the already delicious dessert that like you made this really cool project but then the person who is behind some of that likes it you're like okay okay it's so special like full circle right like it comes back around like yeah you know, you had appreciation for her. She's now having an appreciation for you. And it just, again, feels so meaningful and just, again, such a different kind of community. I think I went to Quilt Festival for the first time a couple of years ago. Um, I think it, uh, 2019, yeah, right before um, all the COVID pandemic shenanigans all the fun stuff. <laughs> but that was the first time I had really connected with so many quilters. And I just remember walking away being so astounded with their enthusiasm and their like encouragement. There was one woman, 
I wish I, I wish I just had a connection to her. She was so, so sweet. She, her name was Lori. That's all I remember. I have a little picture of her and I just, I look at it and she was so encouraging, but she was like, you know, you designed the fabrics. And I was like, yes, I designed the fabrics. And I was like, you know, my name's not on it because I work for another company, but I was like, yeah, I did. And she was like, oh, that's amazing. Will you sign a farm square? Oh my gosh. I was like, okay. Like, and she came back later on the last day and she was like, you know, just don't ever give up. You're incredibly talented. Like you have, you have what it takes to stay in this industry. Like don't give up. And she was just, and I literally still have her little card. And whenever I feel like, you know, as you're pushing forward for these goals and these dreams, you know, you get beaten down sometimes and you mm -hmm. kind of lose a little bit of your like hope and stamina for it to just keep persevering. Like it gets hard. Yeah. And I just think about her every time. And I'm like, you know what? She's right. It's okay. Like, I just, this is what I meant to do. And it's okay to the, to feel a little down and I'm going to keep going. People like Lori are there to support you and help lift you up. And I was like, okay, I just, yeah. I wish more than anything. <laughs> she knew how much that meant to me. Yeah. Just, uh, yeah. She was just so special and it just is so meaningful. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's like when somebody just like sees you like that, it's like nothing else in this world. It's so incredible. It feels fantastic. Cause you're like, um, I think we just all want everybody to see how hard we're all trying. <laughs> like, and maybe that's just like a Capricorn thing. Like, I just want you to see how damn hard I'm trying to be the best version of myself. Like, and yeah. so when people can just look at you and see that and they acknowledge it, you're just like, Oh, thank you. <laughs> like, yeah. And this was like, well, before I had actually like started my own thing, like I was still employed with Craftsy at the time. And she just, yeah, she just really brought me so much encouragement and I just, oh. it was so meaningful. Yeah. I love that. And like, maybe hopefully somehow you can find her because that's, I, I put it out on Instagram quote fest in the hopes that maybe somebody would know Lori and nothing's come back yet, oh, but dang. it's my hope that somehow full circle will come back around and she'll, yeah. She'll again I hope so I hope you guys find each other again because that's just that's yeah. magic it's it's so good when that happens and just to feel seen and I think really ultimately like that's what we want as humans is to feel seen and heard and like yeah so that's that's incredible I'm so happy that you had that because it's like yeah that little kernel you can hang on to when yeah. when yeah. shit hits the fan or when things are hard you can just be like well Lori loves me yeah. <laughs> And again, it's just that constant like reminder, right? You know, when you just feel like you don't have much else and you're like not making the traction, you're not making the headway, mm -hmm. you're not getting the likes, the falls, the sales, you right. know, you just feel like you want to, you're like, what am I doing? Like, I should just go back to my day job that makes me miserable. <laughs> like, right. and you just, you're like, you know what? No, there's folks out there that need what you're doing. Like everybody mm -hmm. needs each other. And, um, it, it's just always, yeah, that is my little gem that I hold on to whenever I get real discouraged. Yeah. That's so sweet. Yeah. Well, I'm excited and I am so excited to be able to share this with all my listeners and followers. And hopefully, you know, your fabric resonates with some of them and that they'll go help donate to yeah. your crowdfunding yeah. know, efforts. And yeah, so, so I will say it's it's pre-sales essentially is how it works. So like okay. there are like it's kind of weird, right? It's a it's a pre-sale platform, but they call them rewards. Okay. But essentially the idea is that no matter what gets purchased through the site, everything will be fulfilled because the minimum okay. 
I don't have. So have you ever like with Kickstarter, they have sort of an all or none platform oh, where okay. you hit your goals, nothing gets funded and everybody gets refunded their money back. Okay. Um, but I fund women is different where they'll just essentially they allow you to keep what you earn and I felt confident with this again, because I'll be able to deliver no matter what, which I think is really important for um, everyone to understand. Cause I know sometimes crowdfunding and these things can be a little bit like, what's going on? Do I trust it? I don't know. Yeah. Um, But like I said, I chose iPhone women, just, they had so many great resources and in terms of helping women who aren't business Mm -hmm. women, they're, they're the creators they're the makers they're the idea behind the thing yeah they offer some of those tactical resources and I said you know that's really what I need because I'm I'm the maker and um yeah but yeah so it's the um yeah the iFundWomen platform is where I'm doing all my pre-sales right now okay well and that's good to know because I think yeah like you said sometimes people are like ugh but what if I do this I'm anticipating getting this product and then it doesn't happen so it's good to know that like as much as you, as much as you pre-sale or, or mm-hmm. earn the, like everybody will get what they yeah. pre-order. And so I think there you'll, if, um, if anyone ever does go to the site, there is essentially like a target cost that I'm looking to hit, but that's really just a target to tell me, is this a viable business? Sure. So that's really that number. Like if I hit that number, then I know without a doubt, like, okay, we have a business. And right. so that's really what that means. Okay. And there's a whole frequently asked questions section where I tried to answer as much as I could in terms of concerns. Again, like, will my stuff be delivered? Is this a reputable site? Is my payment secure? Like, yeah. how do I know the quality is good? Um, things like that. So mm-hmm. that, um, any concerns is I, I really tried to address them there. Um, however, if anybody goes and they like, my question is not answered. Please let me know. And I will address it. Just let me know what that question is. Yeah. That's Again, good to know. Yeah. And if um, you get a chance to sort of see and have questions, please filter them back to me. Cause I'll make sure to address them. Uh, yeah. Again, I did the best I could trying yeah. to get it all on my own, but feedback is important. And if I've missed any points of concern, I'd love to be able to address them. Yeah. And sometimes you don't know what questions there will be before they're asked. And then you're like, Oh, that's actually a really good question. I didn't think of that. Like, so yeah, I think, and I love that, you know, you're out there, you're trying to put people's mind at ease by answering questions or, you know, posing those like scenarios of like, this might be a concern, but here's how this is dealt with. And so I think that can give people, you know, peace of mind about it too. So, um, and then tell me how you say the name. Yeah. (laughs) I will tell you right now, my husband, he's like, are you sure you want to do this one? It's literally, it's, I would just say like paint. It's literally French for painted. And when you do the pronunciation of it, it's like paint. They just have, they just say it with a little more like, uh, like elegance. Right. Yeah. But um, it's so funny, just quick little story about it. But yeah, my background, I did a lot of dance and ballet. And so the French really like I just love the language itself Mm -hmm. so that was part of it and then I went to Morocco and French is one of the secondary languages and you know most of the quilt is French florals yeah they just sort of have this reoccurring theme and then I really wanted something that meant like artistry creativity that was colorful but I was like okay I can't call it paint like have you ever tried googling paint you're gonna get like 
Home Depot, Sherwin Williams. <laughs> and I was like, okay, this is not, that's not the way to go. So I was like, you know what, let's just go with the French. That's how we name collections. Like might as well just go with the French. And so yeah. I chose from the French La Vie Peinte, which is painted life. And okay. so I was like, it's so it's sort of literal slash metaphorical, like let's paint our lives a little bit more colorful, like both literally with our quilting and like make our lives a little more interesting. So that was, that was where that came from. And again, a Google search works great. However, pronunciation is a little confusing. So I've been trying to put that out there um, in terms of like helping just say like, you yeah, know, just say paint. It's fine. paint. So if you're not French, you can just say paint. So paint yeah. and co. Um, and you have your iFund women. So I will put that link in the show notes for people to just oh, yeah. get to it. Um, you have a great Instagram post that just explaining kind of uh, in a nutshell, what we've been talking about today. So I'll actually put a link to that directly oh, to that post you. as well for yeah. people. So if they want to see that, cause I think it's, it really dives into your why, like, why are you doing this and where are you coming from in, in, you know, crowdsourcing your own fabric yeah. line. And, um, so I love that. And so, yeah, I am really excited. So you're on Instagram as a painted life, yep. but the French spelling of painted. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's sort of, I'm hoping like we can, again, just, I think we can like, it'll, it'll start to make sense. Right. I just, I kept doing research and I was like, when you start dealing with like a brand name, right. Like Moda, what does that mean to people? Yeah. You know, like I, I can't even say some of the other ones that are out there. And I was like, you know, people are probably just going to think it's my last name. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Right. You're like, whatever, <laughs> you know, no, and I like, it. I think I read the, um, the definition and I was like, oh, that's really cool. And so that made sense. I was like, well, I just wanted to, yeah, make sure I'm saying it right. And I think knowing that, oh, it's adding color and paint, you know, that yeah. art aspect of it is okay. Yeah. This all makes sense. So yeah, I was kind of trying to, again, just do this twofold thing. And again, you know, when you start searching for URLs and all this stuff, mm -hmm. it just, you start feeling like, and you start Googling certain things, right? Like you, again, can, it can take you down the wrong path. And so I would, the something that I did learn is that you want something specific and unique to your company or brand. And I was like, okay, it's felt a little weird, but I think people will get it eventually. Yeah. And it's, that's what stands out about it is it's like, oh, that's a different spelling. And it kind of intrigues people. At least it intrigued me to let be like, who is this? Like, what is this? What is it, this? Like <laughs> in some ways I'm wishing I might've done the masculine spelling without the E because I keep getting painty. Oh, Really? But it was because again, I derived it from that phrase, which is the feminine form. So, mm -hmm. and then I was also like, well, then I could do a play on words of like painted. And yeah, so I, but I think as as a standalone, I do get a little bit of the painty, but you know what? It's all right. It's all right. You know, yeah, we'll, we'll correct people as we go. If we hear it, it'd be like, that's actually different. <laughs> it's actually paint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and I you know even some of my friends that have a little French background she still was like painting and I was like bro it's French <laughs> but you know like again like you said like just something unique different that will force people to be a little more mindful right because otherwise you just p-a-i-n-t and we're painting the walls yeah we're at Home Depot <laughs> yeah <precisely. laughs> 
And that's not where we want to be to make quilts. I can tell you that it's dirty in there. <laughs> you know, I have grabbed paint chips for some color inspiration, mm -hmm. but beyond that, I yeah, for definitely sure. there for the home improvement, not for the quilt inspiration. Yeah. Fun fact. I worked at our local home Depot for six weeks before I got my teaching job. So oh, did cool. you? Yeah. <laughs> and like, we've done various home improvement projects and stuff. So some there's been some summers where we just basically are there every single day and it's a great place but not yeah like you said not for quilting yeah sometimes the tiles like the floor tiles are stuff that they sell and like that would be such an amazing quilt and then it's like I'll kind of look for whatever the design is, name is and I kind of end up finding quilt designs that are similar and I'm like oh somebody already was on top of it you know funny story I went to Morocco and France and I took more pictures of tiles and wood grain and literally all the stuff that I can make prints and quilts out of yeah I look back and it's literally all like it's like the table or like <laughs> a real close-up of some you know funky floor tile and I was like oh these yeah. are amazing quilts actually everything that I did for Rev was inspired by a tile of flooring of mm -hmm. place that we went to that's amazing <laughs> they make the best there it's gorgeous and like I same thing we were in my husband and I were in Spain this last summer for a couple of weeks and everywhere we went because you know they're so heavily influenced by the Moorish you know architecture and design and and it's just there's beautiful tiling everywhere and just all these gorgeous things and so I was I was taking all these pictures we were in Casa Batlio and um it's a Gaudi like home that he had redone for this like fancy family but just the floor tiles and the way that he like made the rooms round and smooth and like all the wood accents are just, oh, I was taking all these pictures of just like all the different little design elements everywhere. And yeah. I was like, I'm not sad though, because those are the things that like caught my attention and made me feel so emotional. Like, and yeah, if, if somehow like someone, or if I can eventually turn some that into some like living piece of art that can be in my home or yeah. on my walls, then you know, it's, it's still there for me. And yeah, the inspiration I love, is priceless, right? Like yeah. just feel inspired and create something new and different at some point is yeah. Yeah. I'll take that with you for sure. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Christina, for being on the show with me today. I'm so happy to give you this space to talk about your endeavors. And I'm really hoping that this helps you find more of your community to help boost your fabric production. And, um, again, I'll put all the links to everywhere, to your website, to your Instagram, to the, um, I fund women platform. So if people want to make their pre-order, they can do that. And, um, we'll just get your name out there. Thank you so much. I appreciate your generosity and just sharing the space. It's again, so meaningful. You just Put it out there you're not really quite sure what to do with next steps so it, it's folks like yourself that are really helping to like bring it to life and again just so meaningful so i'm incredibly grateful yeah. for you and amanda yeah for being willing to share with me her connections as well like amanda's yeah. gem she's going to do some of my tech editing for my patterns and things like that so we're like nice yeah, sort of my little word try to cheer each other on and keep each other going so yeah shout out amanda bauer alien yeah. creative she's great her patterns are gorgeous and i just i know she's gonna be a huge help and resource for you so that's awesome that you have that and yeah. i'm glad she led you to me so that we could do yeah. this so awesome Again, th yeah thank you i appreciate your time so much 
Yeah. Thanks. And have a great rest of your day. Yeah. You too as well.